Welcome to Discover Indie Film. I'm your host, Jeff Howard, and I've got Jamie Parslow right here with me. Hey, Jamie. Hi, how you doing? I'm great, and I appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you. We just had a wonderful conversation all about your work and your life, basically, so people should listen to that. If you happen to be listening to this and you didn't listen to that episode, it's the episode before this one. This episode, Jamie's going to answer the Discover Indie Film Four questions, which are name three favorite films, name an underrated film, name an overrated film, and finally, a lesser-known film that people should seek out. But talking about films people should seek out, cheesy segue, but watch Jamie's film Black Hole. It'll be a clickable link in the show notes, but it's on Dust, which is which is a sci-fi channel on YouTube, and it's just Black Hole, just great, so you should watch and enjoy it. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> and I don't think we need anything else for the intro, right? You you want to uh, yeah. jump into your you want to yeah. So I already warned you that you can break the rules, I even though I to. said three favorites. I know. You can you can uh, yeah. I'm I thought a lot about these questions today, and like you know, in my car I was driving. I was like, how do I answer this? And it was like, this is you know, whatever. Regardless, um, three favorite films, right? Um, I think it's such a cliche. It's such a cliche to say this. It is 2001 A Space Odyssey. It's my number one. It's, it's without a doubt. Like I'm giving him a thumbs up that you can't see. <laughs> it's uh, without a doubt. It's just the best movie of all time. There's no question about that. You can't like deny that movie. That movie was made in 1968, and we're still, we are still uh, inventing on top, or like inventing because of it. I was watching it at the uh, Hollywood Bowl uh, a couple weeks ago, and you know I, my wife had only seen it like once, and I like dragged her to go to the seventy mil uh, recreation of it, and she was bored out of her mind. Um, but we went and we saw it at the Hollywood Bowl with the, with the orchestra, and I mean they have they have iPads in there, like they've got video calling, and this is nineteen sixty eight. This is before we landed on the moon. Uh, it's a brilliant film, um, perfectly executed thematically um perfect like uh, it's one of those movies where i mean i've been watching this movie since i was a kid like i think it was my mother's favorite movie um growing up and she's not like an artist in any capacity she just really likes science and science fiction i read a lot of arthur c clark growing up um and so i am i i grew up in it with a different lens um, it wasn't a filmmaker's lens. It wasn't like a cinematography lens. It was just a pure enjoyment lens. Um, I just, I think I just liked what it was and what it was doing. Um, so I love that movie. Um, it's got a very special place in my heart and we're still discovering it and still no movie has done what that movie continues to do. <laughs> it's absurd that that movie exists. It shouldn't exist. Um, I love it. Um, Man, the, the, this next question is actually the other two are really hard because after that it could be anything. It could be Batman '89, which is one of my favorites, or Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade, which is one of my favorites. Uh, and Bruges is up there. I think that's a really great one. Um, I think I have to land on. Oh God, what was it recently? I was just watching I, a movie I can watch over and over and over and over and over again and never get bored and not that I'm discovering anything new. I just love it is inside Lewin Davis. I think inside Lewin Davis is one of those movies. It's a comfort film. It's like a, it's a, hmm, sort of like a 
Sunday nights, like I'm drinking a glass of wine. I just want to watch something familiar kind of movie. That movie gets it. That movie, it's funny. It's sad. It's, it's deep. It's impactful. It's just everything I want in a film. It's so good. And obviously the Coen brothers are to me, at least maybe the best working directors in the world. Um, and amusingly their output exceeds Kubrick at this point. Yeah. Yeah. By, yeah. By mile. Um, I mean, I, Barton Fink and and the Hudsucker Proxy, all that, all that small stuff. I'm, I'm a Miller's Crossing, Crossing guy. Oh, I love Miller's Crossing. I think it's their best. It's I know so many people think it. Yeah, I I won't disagree with you on it. I just because I love it so much. I just think there's so much body of work. It you can yeah pick yeah any I agree. Of I agree. Yeah, there's 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 a lot. Any of their work, and you can just be like, yeah, that's my favorite. And I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. That there's. I wouldn't even Raising Arizona is one of the funniest movies Get ever made. Out. Blood Simple is one of the best indie movies. Uh, it's not my cup of tea. I, it's not. Yeah, it's not my favorite, but yeah. it's so well done. But like, that's a million dollar movie. That that's their first movie they raised a million dollars for, and that's what they came out with. Get out of here! That's stupid. I hate myself for this. And I went to a screening of the director's cut of it that oh, they yeah. did a Q and A after, oh. and their director's cut was shorter. Oh, and funny. the fact that finally someone, <laughs> the directors went back and actually shorted. made a director's cut where they made it. Better and yeah. shorter instead of the Lucas Spielberg thing of like I'm going to throw in those scenes that actually the film was better without. Mm-hmm. Like the extra footage never helps. Yeah, exactly. they're deleted scenes for a reason, right? Um, I that's one of them, and I you know I, I go back and forth. I did mention in Bruges quite a lot. That is a movie I can watch all the time, but I think I get so much satisfaction out of watching Blade Runner. The, the original Blade Runner is just so it's everything um, minus comedy. Uh, well, I mean, there's a part where Harrison Ford's being really like he's got a cartoony like newscastery voice. I guess that's kind of funny, but existentialism and and talking about theme again. One of my favorite things is I, I mentioned this in the last episode, but I love it when someone can leave a question and not answer it, and it leaves you to ask that uh, the question about yourself. That is awesome. I love Blade Runner for that. Um, I wish I see my memory's failing me now, but I believe, oh, one of the great sci-fi writers, shoot, it might even be like Neil Gaiman or someone mm-hmm. like that, but they said, I know it wasn't, it's an older guy, but they said, Blade Runner isn't sci-fi, it's futurism. Mm. It's it's literally showing us our future. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would not disagree. You know what I mean? That. Like, yeah. that's just just like what you said about 2001. Like, they have iPads, they have this, that. Right. Like, it's like just sometimes, sometimes sci-fi is an analogy of today. Yeah. Uh, but you can't tell the story. You tell you can tell a better setting in the future. And sometimes you're just like, this is where we're headed. Right. I I love it because I, I love that question of... of uh, who are we and are we, you know, I've, I've done this a lot, uh, recently, especially in the last episode where we talked about like Deckard, you know, if you watch the director's cut, you know, you know, at the end, he is absolutely a, uh, a replicant, but that's not the, that's not the question we're asking. The question really is, even if your memories, your dreams, your ideas weren't technically yours, you still have an association with them, um, and therefore, they are real. Like that, that your experiences are still your experiences, regardless of where they came from or what they do. Um, and I think that that's a really cool concept to play with. And then we talk about we're talking about reality. What is reality? How do we perceive it? And that it's awesome. I mean, once again, 
we're dealing with the concept of death again, uh, then and and oncoming death and how you deal with it. Can you, you know, which way do you, which way do you go? Um, do you thrash or do you, do you, you know, I don't know. Accept or accept? Yeah, I guess. You know, that's awesome. It's, it's a great film. film. It's great, and it's just amazing cinema. Yeah, it's, it's just amazing. It's just a, yeah, it's great. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm with you. I like, I like, so you got in your top, you got in three favorites. Yes. And some nice honorable mentions. It's fun, yeah, it's fun ones. Okay. For sure. What was the, so the next one So is, the next one is underrated. Under, oh, underrated. Oh, underrated. Hmm. Which you almost could have done Lewin Davis, I think. Cause, I could have done cause I Because I, I think people don't like it. I, I hear, I... That one actually divides people, I think. Yeah, I think that one and A Serious Man are the two that people are very... Uh, oh, actually, Hail, Hail Caesar, which I think is a, a brilliant movie that got unfairly uh, lambasted for no reason. I think it's a brilliant... Uh, it's a brilliant sort of uh, exploration of of religion uh, through the eyes of Hollywood uh, and, and, and a God character who who is simultaneously... Uh, involved yet not involved in any capacity, and I think I God, I love that movie, and no one, I don't think anyone got that part of it. Um, regardless, I, I, I can go on about that movie. Uh, that could be your underrated, but go on, go it on. It could you, be I think my you underrated, but I, I think, think I gotta get, I gotta get out of the Coen Brothers because there's so much to there's so much to to say about all of it. Yeah, Lady Killers, I still love that. Oh, whatever. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, underrated movie. There, there are two that come to mind immediately um one of which i want to say is underrated however because they just won their oscars this year kind of doesn't get underrated is swiss army man uh if you go back and watch swiss army man uh a lot of people end up loving that movie it's just a movie that people didn't watch a lot of uh and it was booed at can uh and i'm sad i'm sad's not the right word it's funny that it was booed at can um so yeah, underrated in in a way that like we don't watch it enough and we don't love it. Uh, yeah, and people see it as 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 the fart joke movie yeah. instead of. I mean, it's a really wonderful, it's a movie. deep introspective film. Um, and I got to admit, I also sometimes I do this, and I guess this is actually probably I shouldn't. But I watch a film like that, and I'm like, holy fuck. How did they get it made? Yeah. Like, like how, an idea that this out there, mm-hmm. this original, this crude. Yeah. The fact that they made it, <laughs> I'm just, I just think I'm glad to be in the universe where that it's film so happens. Good. Yeah, I loved it the moment I saw it. Um, but I, you know, but the, the crowd, ending is the best. The crowd was pretty packed when when we went. So you know, underrated is not really a word I would I would use. Just an underseen film is what I would say. Um, another. Uh, I want to just plug this because it's uh, there. Um, so one of the Daniels did another movie called The Death of Dick Long, and it's it's a redneck noir, and I'm not going to spoil it, but everyone needs to go see that movie because it's. I screamed at the twist. I screamed into a pillow. There's a twist that went insane. Uh, the Death of Dick Long. Um, but the, the underrated movie, I think, is I just watched it the other night, is um, Tarsem Singh's The Fall. Um, Come on. I'm making a face because <laughs> uh, it's just wonderful. My wife is a huge Tarsum fan. And, yeah. and 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 I think this is the second podcast in a row that someone oh, made really? the fall. That's good. But 
Because most people didn't see it. No. They saw the cell yes. and not the fall. Yeah. Well, you can't find it now. Uh, you, you, That's right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. nowhere. You have to sail the seven seas to to see it. Um, which I, is, I have a I have a ripped DVD, uh, uh, so it's on my computer because I oh. ripped the DVD back when you could get them from the library. <laughs> <laughs> um, that movie, come on! Uh, so the thing that I love about that film that I think that it, it, underrated, it, it has to be underrated because we don't give it the credence it deserves. It's the last film that I can remember. That is a globe-trotting, round-the-world movie that uh, that is shot pristinely, beautifully. Like it's every shot is a painting, and every shot is a it's a it's a ballet. As the you know, everything is so perfectly crafted. The story may not be everything that that we may want, and the acting may not be everything that we want. But it doesn't matter. No movie since that movie maybe even before it for a little while, uh, has done what that movie has done. Now in this world of like CG and, and being able to green screen everything and, and crop stuff, you can make the images, sure. You can maybe recreate the, the, the design of it, but you can't get in those real spaces like, like Tarsem Singh did. He went around the world. Like they were on islands. They were in historic locations. They were in China and Morocco and like, I, I come on, that's, the movie shouldn't exist. And it kind of doesn't. It's almost kind of disappearing in a way, but absolutely underrated. Absolutely underrated. It is pretty wonderful that he was able to make that film. Yeah. Because I guess it was the success of The Cell that allowed him yeah. to, to blow that, blow that wad. <laughs> and now they've punished him by not, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know what happened. All I know is that like I want to see another Tarsem Singh movie just like that. I think someone told me, maybe the other person told me that, it ended up being owned like the studio that owned it got ended up in a holding company. And yeah. then it's just like, so there's just, there's, it's not that it's being held down. It's right. that it's, it's on a cargo ship with no captain. It's kind of like, so it's just floating in the middle of the ocean yeah. and no one's going to bring that boat to Harbor. Dogma is in the same, same boat. Um, oh, know, it is. yeah. Cause it can't, it can't be released. So it's really sad that, uh, that that movie is just locked away for a long time. And I'm really sad about that because I really love Kevin Smith movies and I've worked with him and he's a great, great, wonderful human being. I think and that made, was a great film. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I have to say it's his best in my opinion. So, um, so yeah, uh, that's the underrated movie. Underrated. Mm-hmm. Now fun one. Overrated. Oh, I don't want, so one, I'm going to get flamed for this. I promise you this, but I also don't like the idea of, sort of denigrating filmmakers. I mean, you can, I, I, I always say this, not always, but mm. I often say like, you know, just cause you're saying something, you could say this is a very good film, mm. but I feel like it's overrated because. So yes, that is how I feel about the movie arrival. Um, and Blade Runner 2049. Um, both have the same problem. I 2049 killed me, but go on. I love, the movie in terms of its beauty and its scenery and Den- Denny Villeneuve is, uh, I don't even know how to say his name properly. Um, he is a precise director who's very good at getting the whole thing out there and very, and getting it all, you know, in, um, I cannot stand the way he presents questions and then answers them immediately in a film, in a film. I cannot handle it. It's, uh, we went to go to a, me and my wife went to go to a screening of Arrival with Denny and the writer in at like uh, I think it was like, like an arc light or something like that, and the and 
the amount of people in that screening who, like, when they asked a question, they were like, I had to watch this movie three or four times just to get it. And I was like, do you not read? Are you illiterate? It's very simple. It is not a hard movie at all to to understand, at least to me. And at least to my wife, who's, you know, she, she's not. No, Arrival is a straightforward it's a narrative. It's film. I don't understand what people are confused about. Like, we under, like, it, it's, a, it's a circle. <laughs> the whole thing is a circle. It's, I'm so confounded by, I guess, the way that people are like, it's so deep. And it's so, and it's like, yeah. no, it's not. It's yeah. a straight movie. It's got sadness, I guess. But, like, there's nothing broad coming out. I'm not getting a new thing yeah. out it's of a good it's a good yeah it's a good movie yeah and and it's a it's a good perfectly executed. human contact with another yeah I've another, seen that movie before yeah yeah it's a perfectly well executed film that I'd does, say I like it better than the movie contact yeah well actually I like contact yeah contact yeah, a lot I do actually love contact um Carl Sagan man um but uh yeah I think it's a I think it's pretty overrated um I think it gets a little too much love I, it's too easy, I guess, to, I don't know. Maybe I'm just sounding pretentious, but like. No, no, just, no. You are, you have an opinion. Yeah. It's, I just, I wish people would, I don't know. Um, sometimes I feel like it's a film bro movie that somebody just has to say because it's the film bro thing to say, as opposed to like, I don't know, deep diving in it, I guess, but to each their own. That's to me, all. the ultimate film bro, well, whatever. <laughs> I was <laughs> oh, going to say Dark Knight, but. Uh, I would Film agree with that. Film bros love Dark Knight. Yeah, I would. I love the Dark Knight. Uh, I think it is certainly. I think it's. I think it's good, but I don't even think Chris Nolan likes it. I yeah. think he's just like, yeah, you know. I, I, I try. I tried to do the most I could with that genre, yeah. but it's a crappy genre. I would argue it's still his like top tier best film uh, because it, okay. it satisfies all narrative threads, and I think that that's what I love about that movie. The one thing, the one note in that movie I have is the is some of the worst acting I've ever seen in a blockbuster film, and that comes from the SWAT guy when they're transporting uh, uh, Harvey Dent uh, underground, and the Joker shows up, and there's this SWAT guy that's just sort of like, he's like, oh man, I did not sign up for this today, and he's like, just like not, I'm like, dude, no, who is this? Is he like... Is he an executive producer? Is he like a friend or something? Because like the acting just isn't up to par, and it's just he's like, he's like, oh man, like the whole time. I don't remember that. It just was. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's not a memorable performance. Yeah, no, it's, I remember it's... it because of how weirdly it fit into the whole movie. It was bizarre. It's a bizarre movie <laughs> for sure. All right, well, okay, so so arrival, you, arrival is your answer. That's my answer. Yeah, your answer. Yeah, excellent. And then. Uh, the last question is a lesser-known film that people should seek out. Okay. Uh, I did say The Death of Dick Long earlier, but that we were on a thread about something. And I even wrote it down on my phone, as it's, you saw, because I'm dying people, to watch that right away. I people to watch this. It is a... It's a yeah, I love it. Uh, they, here's the thing. It starts... Uh, it's The movie starts with either a Nickelback song or a Stained song, and midway through, there's a Creed song, just to give you context about where, where this is going. So that's, so that's the first thing. Um the actual answer that I have, though, is a movie that I, that Black Hole ran with uh, during the film festival circuit. We actually won simultaneously. We won Anomaly Film Festival. I won for short film, and they won for feature film. Um, but it is, and I mean this, it's the best use of the Warner I have ever, 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 ever seen in my life. Which is, um, it's called Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes. Um, it's a, uh, it's about a, a Japanese, I think, coffee shop or tea shop owner. Uh, who lives above uh, his own shop, 
So he's got a little, uh, he's got like a little um, monitor. Uh, and when he closes shop one night, he goes upstairs, he goes into his apartment and he sees himself on the monitor saying, Hey, this is me or you from two minutes into the future. And he's like, you're going to need to come downstairs and go figure blah, blah, blah out. And so basically what happens is the movie happens in two minute intervals. Um, it's all a one It's all shot on an iPhone. It's shot for like less than a hundred thousand dollars or something like that. It is the best use of the wonder because it needs math to exist. It needs math to work. Um, it's not like 1917 or Birdman or, you know, what is it? A Russian film. Is that the name of the one that's the big long runner? Um, it is, it, you know, it, it's not a gimmick for the sake of the gimmick. It is active to the story. And I think that more people should watch it. It's funny. It's cute. I don't love the ending, but I also think that it's a charming ending that, that it's, it's cute and, and sci-fi and cool. Um, and yeah, I just, uh, I think more people should watch that film. Beyond the infinite two minutes. Beyond the infinite two minutes, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's a very smart, very smart film festival. I love that you named something you saw on the festival circuit. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. There's so many good films in the festival circuit that like, we, we absolutely need to, to lift these folks up and, and get them out there. I, I, it's a shame that we don't do more uh, outside of like names and, and budgets and so on. And so there are just so many good films. I know, I saw... I still remember films I saw in the '90s at, at like Slam wow, Dance and, yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I just want to name them, but whatever. Yeah, there's... exactly. I uh, I would say that Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes, because it's so low budget, because it's a Japanese film, I, I it's a rife. It's like a it's a movie rife for a remake um, with like a real camera and like a set and stuff like. That. It probably would take the charm away. It might even like eat at the sort of ambiance of what it is and, and the achievement that it is but it really Put scarlett is, johansson in the lead yeah <laughs> but like if you that that movie could be remade and i think people would just sing its praises to to high heaven um and oh, so for sure i just i'm sad that more people don't know about it but uh um uh i forget his name his last name is junta uh the director is he's he just made a new film that just premiered here in the states um I think it's still got the same two minute interval thing that he's doing. He's did it a second time. Um, very curious to see it. I think it's, I think it's just called river or something like that. Um, I'll have to take a look at it, but, uh, very just smart theater troupe. Um, that's what they, they're all theater troupe and they all, that's where they came up with that stuff. So I love it. Brilliant. More people need to see that. That and the death of Dick Long. And Excellent. Do you know if it's on streaming or anything yet? Do we? It is. Yeah. Okay. I think it's on Amazon. I think it's free. Because there's really oh yeah. cool included with included with Prime. I think Excellent. so. Yeah. Fantastic. I think. It's well, good. it's a one thing. It's a unique enough title. If people yeah. Google it, they'll find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, those are my guys. Those are that's it. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank Excellent you. list. <laughs> I thought I thought you were going to be the first person. Who named the same three favorites? Oh, really? Yeah, because for me it's two thousand one. Oh, and then uh, Brazil and the Graduate. Oh, oh, yeah. You know, I haven't seen the Graduate in a very long time, and my wife is like, "You need to watch it again." It's a movie I kind of forgot. Uh, I haven't seen it for a very long time. And amusingly, there's a a friend of mine wants to start a podcast where you talk about one of your favorite movies ever Mm -hmm. for like half an hour. Sure. Then they stop. Then you watch it again for the first time in 30 years. And then you talk about did it hold up or not. Ah, That's a good one. And God, I haven't seen that for so long. I I haven't seen Brazil for so long. I heard. Well, I did watch Brazil a few years ago 
didn't fit my didn't 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 like didn't, jive didn't ring me. your bell <laughs> but jonathan price is super great in that and i just watched tales from the loop again for the, like the third time and i love that series but it's not a movie but i'm telling you this underwatched underloved underseen show is tales from the loop it's on amazon it's awesome it's really really great if you love sci-fi and like low low um sort of like grounded sci-fi set in the 80s um it's really, really great, uh, and it's a slow burn, but it's—I I don't know. I think that the, the you know—I think the journey is really lovely. It's kind of like an anthology, but in the same small town with the same characters. Um, but you don't follow one character all the way through, kind of thing. It's—I love it personally. Anyway, Jonathan Price is excellent in that. I went back and I watched Brazil, and I was like, right, he's so good, and I forgot that he's British. Um, <laughs> so he's a what a great actor. What an excellent actor. Um, and then uh, recently, talking about In Bruges, I had a, uh, at work, we all just watched In Bruges again, and um, a friend of mine said it didn't hold up as well as it maybe did back in 2009 or whenever it came out. I don't know if I agree with them, but I can see where the language back then does not do as well today, and I think that that's one of those things. And admittedly, pacing, I don't know, people are weird about pacing now. They are, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, it's not like you can't succeed with a slow-paced film. And Mm -hmm. I think, I can't name it, but I've, man, sometimes when I see just a wonderful slow-paced film, I just want to, like, jump on top of a mountain and shout, there's a, you you can't enjoy this film (laughs) that takes its time. It's okay to take time. Uh, But it has to be interesting the whole way through. It doesn't have to be fast-paced to keep my interest. Well, that's what Miyazaki calls, he calls it ma. Like, there's a moment in a a movie, and I try to implement this when I can in, in my own films, where you sit and your character just thinks. And they just and it it allows the audience to sit and think about what what they've seen up till now, and it, it lets the characters sort of reset themselves, and then we're back on for the journey, and then we can keep going. And I think that that's um, just really great. Drive My Car is a great movie that most people should watch too if you want that like slow burn, but great, 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 great film. So yeah. Anyway, that's excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, I guess we'll wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, do you want to name your stuff, or should it just be clickable links? Yeah, clickable links. Uh, it's just black hole. Um, black, black hole, hole dust. JamieParslow.com. All that fun stuff. It's a good. It's it's a trip. Yeah, check out that shit. Yeah, check out all that good stuff. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, and I'll I'll try to get us out of here even faster than usual. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Discovery Indie Film Podcast, where me, uh, I'm Jeff Howard, and I. I program two festivals and and the people i meet at the festivals they they just make great work and they deserve to talk about it (laughs) so in the podcast before this you get to hear all about jamie and his film black hole in this one you got to hear his opinions on film which are excellent opinions and and well-founded and now i've got a couple more movies i gotta watch for the first time or revisit but anyhow if you want to learn more about this podcast or the tv series that was born from it just go to discoverindiefilm.com it's at DIF Wins on social media. If you go to Amazon Prime Video and type in Discover Indie Film, there's currently seven seasons of just wonderful short uh, indie films handpicked from the festival circuit. Jamie's Film Black Hole won three awards at Film Invasion Los Angeles, which is a festival we hold every June. You can learn more at filminvasionla.com and it's at Film Invasion LA on social media. And the sister festivals every November. Uh, this year, actually, November 29th through December 3rd, I think. And that's uh, the Sherman Oaks Film Festival. So 
So you can learn about it at ShermanOaksFF.com and it's at ShermanOaksFF on social media. And the last thing to mention is just go to WatchTVHigh.com or download the app TVHI on any smart TV platform. There's like, a, Samsung has some like proprietary one that's not on because <laughs> no one uses that platform as far as some people might, but but uh, Roku, Android TV, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, iPhone, Android Mobile, just TVHI. There's great stuff on there. And, uh, you know, I won't bother with my spiel on it. I'll just say that. Jamie, thanks for coming by. Thank, thank you. you for a wonderful evening and thank you for great all, conversation. Thank you for all the film festivals and putting this together. This is, this is excellent. I'm so glad you did this. This ah. is very, very cool. I wish more people did this. It's great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you, everybody who's listening.